Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. That's right, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig are your hosts for today. Yeah. My name is Quinn Eaton. And I'm DJ Pig. And we have a great topic for you today. Now, this is a little early. I know where this is going to be posted around the, I think, the last day of September 2020. Uh, but we are unarguably moving into spooky season. And spooky season. Yeah, you can't really argue about that. So oh, I feel yeah. like this is... Yeah, what is that? A little jaguar or... Yeah, baby jaguar. Baby jaguar, okay. Yeah. So uh, we are talking about something that I think gives light ooh, to some of the uh, frightening things that come with this month. Yes, yeah, so that was an unintentional pun, but nonetheless, we have a great episode. Now, DJ, we have a lot to get to today, uh-huh. but we can't start the episode without telling the people how this podcast works. Right. And usually that's your job. Do you yeah. feel comfortable continuing that? Absolutely. Okay, so DJ... This is episode 141. Mm-hmm. Tell the people how this podcast works. Well, it works a lot as if, uh, you know, kind of like you're restringing a guitar. Okay. All right. And, and we buy the strings and, and then and then we, we get them on there and then we let the audience tune those strings. Okay. I see. So we're putting a lot of trust in the audience to have, I guess... Uh, prior knowledge of stringing an instrument, right? Um, but we are providing them with the tools that they need right. in order to succeed, right? Yeah, okay. that's all you can do as a parent. Yeah, so not only are we giving them the guitar and the strings that aren't attached to it, mm-hmm. but we're also their parents yes. in, this, in the metaphor. Yes. Okay, we birthed so, them. Okay, well, let's not get too graphic there, all right? Well, let's just go ahead and roll with that metaphor. That's a good one. Uh, you know, for you to do it however many times you've done it, and I don't feel like you've repeated it. I, I would definitely call you out if I was like, oh, yeah. DJ, you did that three weeks ago. Yeah. I feel like you do a pretty good job of keeping it fresh. Huh? So, That's what I do. Um, I, I, hey, I commend you for it. I think you do great with it. So, fresh. Freaky, freaky fresh from DJ yeah. Pig. And, you know... I was thinking, because that's something that you always do, every single episode. Like, that's, like, guaranteed almost. Yeah. Do I have anything in the podcast It's like, oh, Quinn does that every time? Uh, maybe the talk, ending. Maybe talk too much, or, yeah, I do the ending usually. Yeah. So, uh, I guess that, that's true, because I usually sign off, and I don't know how many episodes it took for us to figure out, hey, maybe we should end the podcast with what the podcast is called, instead of, I used to say, and you guys take it easy, right. which I'm, I'm sure a lot of people enjoyed, but it makes more sense for us to say, and that's all you need to know. Right. So that's what you'll hear at the end of this episode. It's like but, Ron Burgundy signing off. Yes, and so that's our little tagline there, to send the people home, and hopefully uh, for them to want a little bit more, right? Mm. That's what we usually try to do, is we leave right. the audience wanting more. Uh, we haven't ever talked about John... Well, we've talked about John Mayer, but not solely as a topic. Right. And one thing that he has said about his music is he always tries to add a little uh, outro mm-hmm. that's really catchy. Mm-hmm. So, so the person that's listening is like, ooh, I really like that. I might yeah. even listen to that again. Wow. So that's kind of what we're doing is we try to end the show on a strong note and then we send them off with that tagline and they're like, oh man, that was really good. I'll yeah. be back next week for sure. Yeah. So with that being said... We are, I think, probably four minutes into our intro. So mm-hmm. do you think that that would allot us enough time to cover what we need to discuss today? Or should we maybe meander a couple more minutes and just, I don't know, make the intro even longer? I no. know people usually don't like that. I, I I don't hate a little filibuster. We are, in a way, filibustering mm-hmm. uh, the start of the episode. But 
I'm going to be the person that, that stops the filibuster, right? Because I think that we have so much to get to today, and the people tuned in, they saw the name of this episode, mm-hmm. and they and they voted on it mm-hmm. on the Twitter poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and yeah. uh, check out theallyouneedtoknow.com, because there's a ton of great things happening on theallyouneedtoknow.com. For sure. Just to plug us real quick. Mm. But I will go ahead and say that I think we should get started with this because the people clicked on this episode wanting to hear about what the topic is. Mm-hmm. So let's give the people what they want. That's what we do. Give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Today's episode 141, Fear of the Dark. So we introduced it as fear of the dark, mm. not scared of the dark, right. or uh, I don't know how else you could put it. I kind of just stumbled into a roadblock there in my mind. Well, um, I feel like those are the two main ways you would say it. My main, my mind is made of roadblocks. Mm-hmm. And that's very evident whenever you're doing the podcast. Not, right. to, not to put you down, of course. Yeah. Uh, take that as constructive criticism, okay? Okay. Does that make sense? It was. It was. It didn't destru- feel constructive. I know, but it was. It was destructive for sure. But just try to take that and say, you know what, Quinn meant that constructively. Okay. Okay. Does that makes sense. All right. So let's talk about the fear of the dark. Mm-hmm. Now we are all about audience participation, and so we said, first off, let's not just say, okay, this is the number one thing people are scared about. Let's go out into right. our community yeah. and poll people mm-hmm. to see what they're actually afraid of. Mm-hmm. So DJ and I, believe it or not. Yep. Surveyed over 200 people. We family feuded that bitch. We surveyed over 200 people out on the street and asked them, what are you scared of? Okay? That's what we asked them. That's one question. Yeah. And these are the top six things that people are scared of. Okay? So we went through all of the answers. We were like, okay, this one popped up a lot. This one this one popped up by a ton. And we put those into the top six. There were a couple throwaways, and we were like, okay, you can't talk about those because there's not enough people that voted behind it. Right. But large percentages of the people said, hey, this is what scared me. Yep. And so we put them into this list. And we'll go through them because I know we're not talking about common fears, but this is supporting, I think, today's topic. Yeah. At number six on the list was spiders. Yep. That's pretty reasonable, right? Yeah. People are, for some reason, scared of spiders. Are you one of those people? I am not. I messed the spider up, son. Yeah. That, that's what I... Th- I'm like, okay, oh, there's a spider in the shower? Yeah. Just take the shampoo bottle and smush it. I'm like, what so is he going to do? I'm so much bigger than that spider. That's what I don't understand. People will freak out and get on tables and chairs, and it doesn't make any sense to me. Just kill it. Yeah. Just kill it. Right. And, you know, it's got eight legs. Do you think that has something to do with it? Maybe. Sometimes they're, they're intimidating. They're a little jumpy. Sometimes they're intimidating. And honestly, uh, I like to marvel at the beauty of their creation whenever they're web spinning. Yeah. I mean, come on. Like, look how cool that is. I think Spider-Man probably had a little bit to do with that. Most likely. We'll go ahead and say that Spider-Man had a heavy influence on people actually being, uh, I guess, okay with spiders. Yeah. Uh, but that was number six on our list, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's very surprising. Number five on our list of things that people are scared of Enclosed spaces. Ooh, claustrophobia. Claustrophobia, yes. So uh, I, for one, definitely don't like to be closed in, right? But I feel like to a reasonable degree, I could probably handle it. Now, if I was in a cave or something and I was like, you know, face up against the rock and I was like trying to crawl out and my back was touching the rock on the other side, now that is like, okay, I'm claustrophobic. Right. But I think there's different levels of it. And I would probably fall on the on the lesser severity. Yeah, me too. You know, some people don't like being in an elevator. 
Like yeah. it's the, it's that kind. But yeah, for me, it's just like if I get in a position where I'm in a real tight space and I almost can't move, mm-hmm. then yeah, then I feel like I'm being squeezed in. I just don't like that. Exactly. So that often happens whenever you're in a large crowd of people. Yeah. Which uh, doesn't happen right now, of course. We're fil- we're not filming this, of course, but we're recording it in September of 2020. Not yeah. a lot. Not a lot of large crowds out there. Yeah. Uh, but we did, I think, talk about that way back in the day. You yeah. can go back and listen to that episode. I think it was just called "Being in Large Crowds." Yeah. Uh, so maybe if you want to reminisce. So that'd be a good episode to listen to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, whenever you're around a lot of people, sometimes I get that feeling. They're like, okay, there's too many people here. I, yeah. I need to get out of here. So yeah. that I try I think, to find a corner, an open corner somewhere. Yeah. But sometimes a corner can also box you in, right? So yeah. that's probably not good. Like whenever you're, I, I know you were a basketball player. You didn't want to yeah. pick up the ball as soon as you came across half court because yeah, right. you were basically two imaginary defenders. Not, right. Not to do a breakdown of basketball and defense, but, but you got it exactly but Sometimes right. you got to talk about it whenever you're discussing enclosed spaces. So number six, spiders. Number five, enclosed spaces. Those are both phobias that are common probably in the United States. Number four, another common phobia people are scared of, Mark Zuckerberg. Now, there is just something about him, and it didn't surprise me, there is just something about him that is a little scary. And people people said that. They voiced that. They said, Mark Zuckerberg kind of freaks me out. He might be a shapeshifter. And so, he was number four on our list. What do you think think he'd shapeshift into? What do I think he would shapeshift into? He seems like he would shapeshift into a lizard. Really? Yes. And so I feel like he is a little slimy and he and he can kind of get out of tight situations. Okay. And so he might shapeshift into a lizard. Okay. I could also see him shapeshift if if that was an that was an animate ob- object, right? Well, right. If he was going to shapeshift into an inanimate object, right. I would probably see him more of uh, just a nice desk lamp. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I was thinking an owl. He's okay. got those big wide eyes he all does. the time. He does. He looks like he could be. Your soul. He looks like he could definitely, I guess, morph into an owl, yeah. and no one would, t- you know, oh, oh, Mark Zuckerberg, there he goes, yeah. yeah. Or you just walk out to your yard like, hey, Mark, what's up? Yeah. And he's up in the tree. He's like, whoo. Yeah. Facebook. What? Facebook. Facebook. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he could say that, right? Not he's as the not CEO. If he's an owl. So you don't think that if Mark Zuckerberg shapeshifted, he could speak as a human being? He would have to speak only as an owl? Yeah. Okay. I, hey, you know what? That's not what we're talking about today, so let's no. just move on. So he was number four on our list. Number three on our list of things that people are scared of, Velcro. Yeah. Now, that one caught me off guard. Yeah. Hey, and it's whenever, loud. It's sudden. I don't like it. Whenever we were asking people, I said, I said, excuse me? And they were like, Velcro. And I said, okay, fine. I'll write it down, I guess. But what? All right, so you apparently know what they're talking about. Can you back them up? A terrified little bit? of Velcro. What? So what is the purpose? What well, is... you got one side that's spiky. There, it makes no sense that it sticks together. That's it's fair. Not, it's like it, it. There's no adhesive. Anything. It's just that the two materials stick together. It's an extreme friction that holds them together. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought that, friction. I thought you had to be moving to get friction. Well, I mean, and that was. It just, doesn't make any sense. Okay, so you're saying that people are scared of Velcro because it's not necessarily understood in the scientific community. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So uh, maybe number three could be the unknown. And people have you ever gotten like a carpet burn from Velcro? I have. Oh my gosh. Yes, I have for sure, and that that is definitely scary. So number six, spiders. Number five, enclosed spaces. Number four, Mark Zuckerberg, and number three, Velcro. So we're down to our last two, and people are probably listening and saying. What the hell does this have to do with Fear of the Dark? Just give us a second, okay? We're getting there. Number two was flossing. Yeah. So we must have pulled a very interesting group uh, because yeah. I, they said flossing. I was like, okay, is that the dental hygiene practice or is it the dance that has become popular in the last decade? Right. And they, most of them said both. Yeah. So I guess they're scared of 
flossing because in the, in the dental hygiene way yeah. because they, they don't really know what they're doing or they're scared that they could maybe damage their gums. Yep. And they're also scared of the flossing dance probably because they don't know how to do it and they're also intimidated because some people know how to do it very well. Right. Well, I think definitely the damaging of the gums part for mm-hmm. the dental hygienic part of flossing in that sense. But for the floss dance, what's terrifying to me is it seems that small children who have become experts in this dance just pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, just come out of the womb flossing, yeah. it seems like. Yeah, it doesn't And it's always in me. the weirdest spots. Like, oh, you turn the corner, you walk in the street, it's 12.30 in the morning, and, and oh, oh, my God, there's a kid flossing. There's a kid flossing. Yeah. And that's happened to me a hundred times. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I'm sure the people who are listening are like, I, that has happened to me so much, I'm glad someone finally said it. Yeah. But... That was number two on our list. And, of course, number one, people are like, okay, it's got to be Fear of the Dark. You're right. Fear of the Dark was number one on the list of things that people are scared of. And that's the thing. All of those phobias or or fears are understandable, but look at what is number one. It was overwhelmingly fear of the dark Mm -hmm. or being scared of the dark. Mm -hmm. How do you... I mean, would you rank that? Like, if, if people get, if someone said, hey, here's a list of six things, uh, rank this in the in scariest to least scary. Is that how you would do it? Because I feel like if I, if I got that list, I would definitely put it in that order. I would probably put Velcro at two and Flossing at three. Okay. So just a little minor switch. Right. But for the most part, it's pretty accurate. I understand. So we're talking about Fear of the Dark. It doesn't seem like it, but mm-hmm. we're about to get into it. We're about to dive headfirst into a, it. Right yeah. right there. Yeah. DJ, people I'm sure that have been listening for a long time, they understand we like to get a 35,000 foot view yep. on the topic, and then we dive headfirst. Yep. Right? We no might, parachute either. No, we don't have a parachute. We're just depending on uh, our trust yep. with physics and maybe them actually reversing so we can actually survive the dive yeah uh, but but the thing is most of the time if you're if you go diving maybe i come down with the parachute and grab you right yeah. so if either of us get off track most of the time we're able to kind of right uh, get the reins back on on what we're doing yeah. so let's dive into the fear of the dark right mm. that is the main topic for today do you know the phobia that there's an actual term for being scared of the dark do you know that or do you want to take a guess at what it would be um just a guess, man. I have, if, uh, probably like, uh, what, like nyctophobia? <laughs> right on the nail. Nyctophobia, really? yeah. All right. So I don't, I, did you take a class or something and remember that? No, randomly? total guess. Okay, so Uneducated just a total guess. guess. You, you saw a bunch of letters in your head flying around and you put them together and they came out of your mouth. Yep. And you got it right. Congratulations, sometimes, DJ. Sometimes it's happening for you. Yeah, and it is definitely tonight, it seems like. So, nyctophobia is the extreme fear of night or darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I have that. Uh, would you say that you have that phobia? Uh, Maybe I have, to a certain degree? I've begun to grow out of it. So, that's a great point, right? Mm-hmm. It is something that I feel like, whenever you're younger, mm-hmm. is a big fear, yeah. right? Because... Uh, and we're going to get into why and, and how it forms and things like that. But it does seem like whenever you were a kid, that was like the one thing that you were scared of, right? Mm-hmm. Because like, you know, w- y- you feel safe in your house, right. but there's darkness there yeah. whenever whenever the sun goes down. And so that's one thing that could kind of affect you mentally if you were scared of it. Or yeah. maybe you experienced it and you had some sort of uh, thing that caused you to be scared of the dark. Right. Now, 
there's there's something that I need to include in this mm-hmm. because we are talking about Fear of the Dark. Uh, there's also an album by the uh, metal band Iron Maiden mm. that is titled Fear of the Dark. Terrible band. Yeah, just completely God awful. awful. Yeah, uh, so that's probably Iron Maiden's probably scarier than the Dark. I would that's go ahead true. And say that. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to put that out there in case I, I know someone was probably listening and they were like, "You better mention Iron Maiden." And yeah. So we did. Yeah. And we, they're like, "Okay, good. They, they got give the it people out." What they want. Even though we just absolutely obliterated them and said they were a terrible band and they were scary and and horrific. But what are you gonna do? That we included them so yeah. we can move past that. So I said we were gonna kind of talk about how we become scared of the dark and why we might be scared of the dark. Yeah. It's actually an evolutionary psychology that is passed down genetically from our ancient ancestors. How about that? That makes a lot of sense, right? So a caveman, Or in other words, scary stories. Yeah, scary stories. So uh, maybe, yeah, in the, in the height of the scary story passing along, Fear of the Dark was accompanied by that. But what yeah. I was really getting at was, uh, you know, the caveman back in the day beating his chest. Ooh, ooh, ooh. He yeah. was trying to bring light whenever there was darkness so yeah. that's we discovered fire there are certain things where okay we have to adapt because yeah. we don't like the dark yeah. that's why we sleep whenever it's nighttime because our instincts visually are they do us no good at, at, in the dark that's right so we're like hey well you know let's see if i can make it through the night sleeping yeah and i'll try again tomorrow yep. and i think that makes a lot of sense doesn't yeah. it yeah for sure would you have been someone that was because, you know, there's certain animals and, and uh, organisms that are nocturnal. Right. So do you think that, you know, there's an alternate universe where humans are nocturnal and we do things at night and then we uh, sleep during the day? Probably. Okay. That's a safe answer. Yeah. It's not going to cause any controversy. It's not yes or no. Yeah, maybe. 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 Yeah. And, that's, and I think that's a perfect answer for that question. So we know that it's passed down from our ancient ancestors, mm-hmm. right? So cavemen that were trying to, I don't know, living life expectancy for 20 years. Yeah. They were scared of the dark, right? Yeah. And so we slowly developed like, oh, okay, I'm going to build a house and mm-hmm. then we're going to get electricity so that way whenever it's dark outside, it can be light inside. There's right. certain things that we adapted to the fear of the dark. You, you know, you could argue that. Yeah. That's why we have, that's why there's a light bulb on right now in this room and we're not doing it in the dark. Yeah. The podcast. That's, that exact, yes. that's exactly right. So I'm going to go ahead and say something. That I feel strongly about. Okay. And I've said many times. Okay. It's not a fear of the dark. Right. It's a fear of what could be in the dark. I, you know what? That's exactly right. Because I, I'm, I've gotten better, but I'm still afraid to go out and pee outside in the dark. Okay. And you know why, Quinn? Uh, I don't... Uh, maybe... Uh, go ahead. I was going to say maybe I don't want to know, but... I'll tell you why. Okay. I felt like you were going to anyway. I so. always feel like somebody's watching me. Right, so that's something that uh, you could think about, and uh, there might be someone just off in the distance. That's the thing about the dark; you can't, you can't. Really you can see tell it. when it's really when see. it's light outside, but exactly. when it's dark, you don't know. Exactly. So that's the thing. It's not a fear of the dark itself, but it's what could be hidden within the dark. Right. So, what are some things that could be in the dark? So we talked about whenever we were kids. Okay, this is why we were scared of the dark. Mm-hmm. So let's go kids, and then maybe go kind of like where we are now, what we would be concerned about, besides, I guess, someone watching you while you pee outside. You can pee indoors, too. You just know indoor plumbing exists. I know, but, you know, sometimes you just gotta feel like a man. Sure, okay. And uh, and then we'll talk about maybe what people are really scared of whenever they grow older. So what was something that, I don't know, whenever you were running around at uh, summer camp or Mm -hmm. maybe you were just outside your home whenever you were a kid, what is something that you may be worried about? Oh, it's getting dark. 
uh, I wonder if the blank is out in the woods or out. You got two answers. Okay. A coyote. Sure. Or Bigfoot. Or Bigfoot. Yeah. Um, And who knows? Uh, Under the cover of darkness, they could be out there. That's right. And that's the thing, is you you hear something, you're like, what is that? And your imagination gets going. It's like, oh, it could be a Tyrannosaurus Rex. They came back. You're in Jurassic Park. Yeah. And then it's just a squirrel, right? Just like you know. But it could be a man-eating squirrel. I don't think so. But uh, that's that's what you know. That's what the song "Man Eater" by Hollow Notes was really about, right? It's not about right? a woman. Is that right? It's about a squirrel. I guess I'd prefer it to be about the squirrel. Um, if if that's yeah, actually I don't know. okay. But uh, whenever I was a kid, you, your imagination, like I said, it runs wild. So maybe I was like, oh, the the boogeyman's out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one really knows what the boogeyman is, but yeah. uh, maybe there's a chupacabra. Uh, you never knew. There was what? What is that? It's just a, a chupacabra. It's just a wild dog. Is it like uh, Chewie off the Star Wars franchise? I don't think so. No. Okay. That's a, that's Chewbacca. Uh, and I said Chupacabra. Oh. Um, Distant cousin? It could be. Yes, okay. It could be. But uh, that's the thing is you just kind of, you never knew, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was something that, that you were like, oh, okay, it might be it might be a catcoon, which is a, a mixture of a cat oh and a God. raccoon. Yeah. Catcoons are terrifying. Oh, hey, let me go ahead and tell you. DJ and I will speak for both of us. Mm-hmm. If you come across a catcoon, Go the other way. Yeah. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You don't want to mess with a catcoon. Mm-mm. Okay. So. They got thumbs. They do have thumbs. And they know how to use them too. I, yeah. I won't get into it. But uh, as you grow older, I think you kind of touched on it. Wild animals might be in the dark. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're camping. Uh, maybe in a place. I, I, I just kind of think about it. Oh, I'm camping up in the mountains and uh, here's something outside the tent. You know. Yeah. That, that boundary that was created and it's just a thin piece of uh, fabric. Right. Mm-hmm is keeping me from whatever is out there. And you can't see it. It could be a bear. Uh, it could be uh, your dad uh, that you know went out for a night walk. Something like that. While you were camping. While you were Did camping. Did your dad take night walks when he camps? I'm not going to say that he doesn't. Okay. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's the thing is all these things could be in the dark. It could be, uh, like you said, a coyote. It could be a, a wild uh, animal of some sort, like a wolf or or. God forbid it be Steve Buscemi walk up God in the dark. Bless. I mean, you you th- you talk about things that are scary <laughs> and just kind of pop up on you. Steve Buscemi is something that you definitely do not want to see uh, in the in the cover of darkness. That would be terrifying. Oh, he's a great actor. I respect the hell out of him. But if he came up while I while I was pitch black and I heard his voice and maybe just saw a glimpse of his face in the moonlight, terrified. Do you think that it would be scarier to see? Steve Buscemi in any of his other movies or in uh, Billy Madison with the lipstick on. Would it be scary to see him in that light or any of his other movies? Because I think Billy Madison's Steve Buscemi takes the cake. You would have to say that, you know, that character is great in Billy Madison, but you'd have to say that that character in the darkness and you're by yourself. Terrifying. Yes. Yeah. Count me out on that one. I'm probably fainting if that's if that's something that uh, i have to go through or experience so yeah um that's a good question and i'm sure stephen king yeah it definitely is and i think that that's a question that a lot of people were asking themselves so i'm glad you brought it up yeah uh but but let's go ahead and and talk about why the fear of the dark is a big deal right Mm -hmm. is it the fault of scary movies you think the classic scene where someone is walking through a hallway with a candle and then the candle goes out and they're like oh god and then they relight it. Then there's something right behind it. Yeah. Is that is that? I think it definitely contributes. Yeah. And those doesn't those, help. Those fears are most of the time not realistic, and they 
are definitely irrational, but you see it. And so whenever, let's say you find yourself walking through your house at night and you have a candle and it goes out. I'm not relighting it. No, because as long as you don't relight it, I don't think that whatever is behind you would attack you. Right. right? Because they would be waiting for that climactic point for you to turn the candle back on. Can you imagine the disappointment in a wild chupacabra waiting to prey on you in the night? And just waiting for that flicker of that candle or flashlight to come back on, and then it never happens. That's and, and that's that's something that you have to ask yourself, right? That's a great question. Do we and, owe and the, it to the scary things in the night? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think, think we, so. I don't either. think we owe anything to the scary things. Piss in on the night. them. Piss on them is a good way to put it. Um, what I was just thinking about, what just came to mind, is if we as humans have uh, gone through an evolutionary period over the last thousands of you know hundreds of thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Why have we not adapted to see in the night? I feel like that's something that would maybe become useful. Not necessarily stay up in a 24-hour day period, right. but you know it might be helpful if you're uh, looking for your car at the mall or something and the parking lot lights out. Right. You know, I could use a little bit better vision in the night. So that was just a question that I had. Here's something that just came to my mind. Okay. Picture yourself as one of those wild animals. Do you think that they are more afraid of the dark at times? Because mm. sometimes we do pop up. Like, sometimes nothing pops up when we think something's out there and it's dark outside. But every now and then, for them, we do pop for up. For sure. And it's like, yeah. oh, sh-. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, there is that moment for those animals uh, where maybe... you're. I think you're alluding to a, a hunter. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe getting after them, which... I know you don't believe that I've ever hunted before. Uh, that's I really don't. Yeah, you, you just strongly disagree and you say there's no absolute way that you would hunt. I don't believe you. Uh... I'll go ahead and say, I'll put it on the record, that I have hunted before. And one thing that often happens to me is I'll get up in the tree stand. Or uh, maybe maybe it's a maybe it's a blind. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a blind on the ground, right? Mm-hmm. I'll get into my, my situation there, mm-hmm. and I'll settle in. And then I'll start to look out into the woods, and I'm like, oh my god, is that someone out there? Like, it looks like someone's standing there. Then the light comes, right, as the sun rises, mm-hmm. and it's just a stick. That looks, yeah. And your imagination does crazy stuff to you, yeah. right, in the dark. So that is, I think, why we've touched on it so strongly is because that's really, the, it's not a fear of the dark. Yeah. It's what your imagination creates and yeah. what could be in the dark that is the scariest part. Right. I haven't ever had an experience where I was actually attacked by a chupacabra in the dark. Have you? No, I don't even know what it is. Okay. Well, you can look it up. I mean, I'm not going right. to I'm not to take time out of the it's podcast. It's like a big, wild, scary animal? No, it'd be, it'd be kind of smaller. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like a dog. It'd be like a rabid dog running a at you. A rabid dog? Yeah. I don't, really? You've never heard of a chupacabra before. I thought they were more like a rabbit. I don't think so. Uh, and there might be, there might be a different... Uh, definition of a chupacabra in one region of the United States versus the other or maybe there's a chupacabra on another continent that we don't really know about maybe we are just talking about two different chupacabras I mean you first of all got it confused with Chewbacca from Star Wars so you clearly need to kind of read up on Chewbacca what it sounds like well okay well let's let's move on do you still run up the stairs after you turn the light out oh most definitely I mean I do it all the time and I continually ask myself what age does this stop I don't think it I'm does. about to turn 22 years old. Yeah. And I'll turn the lights off, and I am taken off like I'm Usain Bolt getting up the stairs. Yeah. I mean, I am flying yeah. to the safety of light. And I know, like, that's the thing, is for some reason I think your mind can say, okay, I'm looking in a, in a room, and there's a light on. As soon as I turn the light off, something could be there. You know what else that, that makes me think, too, is 
you run to the safety of light, but then you get in bed and you turn your lights off, which leads me to believe that the fear of dark has no attack on me as long as I am laying safely in my bed. And you have your you have your feet underneath the covers. Right. Right. The dark cannot hurt you. Yeah. So it's in the same way that if you were in a scary movie and you just simply did not relight the candle. Yeah. Light the candle! Yeah. That caught me off guard. Yeah, sorry. That was a little loud. Oof. If you don't light the candle, right, then they can't attack you. In the same way, if you're in bed and your feet are safely underneath the covers, mm -hmm. nothing bad can happen. Right. At least the dark can't hurt you. Right. And that brings up a great point. The power of the nightlight, right? So, you know a nightlight. Did you ever have one whenever you were a kid? Of course I had a nightlight. Yeah, and they're also very convenient for uh, the late night trips to the bathroom. Maybe yes. you, put, you slap one up there in the bathroom and, yeah. and you don't have to turn the light on whenever you're uh, going to the bathroom late at night and it, you know the light doesn't have to hurt your eyes because sometimes yeah. the light is the enemy, especially when you're waking up. You're like, oh gosh, it's too bright outside. Right. So whenever you do take that late night trip, yep. uh, that, that nightlight is like, okay, hey, I got you. Mm -hmm. All right? There's a, it's not too light, but it's not too dark either. So right. I, a nightlight is very clutch. I had a couple, um, but I never had it in my bedroom. Yeah. Because I do uh, usually like to have darkness to sleep in. Right. Um, and like you said, it seems like whenever I'm in bed, it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. Right. But go lay down outside in the woods and it's pitch black. Yeah. That's a different a story. That's a different story. Well, you need a, a battery-powered nightlight or something. Right. Um, but that, why do you think that is? I mean, I guess it's because you're indoors, but... Uh, yeah, you, do you feel safer. Is, so are we concluding that darkness indoors is not as intimidating as darkness outdoors? Yes. Okay. Well, I think that that's... Sometimes I feel like I expect you to say more words, but you really do all that you need to do with just two words, Max, sometimes. I mean, that's sometimes you, one. You even said to me earlier today that people are usually more intelligent when they say less. They seem, well, They yes. seem more yes. intelligent. People in certain situations seem more intelligent when they say less. Okay. Or as my dad always put it, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. Mm, that hits hard, all right? So that's something that you can knit into your uh, pillow and put it on the couch and, and say, here you go, uh, this, this is a nice gift for Christmas. And they yeah. say, wow, you know what, that's true. Um, that's a great point, DJ. Put that on a t-shirt, right? You're gonna. Well, we could market we definitely it as, could. as an AY2K product. We do have merchandise That's true. on theallyouneedtoknow.com, not to plug our website or anything. Right. But uh, maybe we could do a nightlight, an AY2K nightlight, mm. and maybe it doubles as an alarm clock. Oh. And so then, you know, 6.30 rolls around or whatever time you wake up, and then me and you were like, hey, it's Quinn Eaton and... DJ Pig. It's time to wake up. Yeah. For, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't that. like that. No. Yeah, that's that's kind of scary too. Maybe maybe it's just it's a dim light when you go to bed and it shuts off, and then whenever you need to wake up, it just is a blinding absolute light. And it's like a strobe light. Too. Yeah, yeah. So so it kind of waking up with seizures yes, in the morning. Yes, and so that's I think that is something that we would definitely have to, of course, kind of tone down. Yeah. Uh, but it is a good idea. Uh, so fear of the dark is a topic that we have longed to talk about. Um, and I feel like we covered it to about 95%, which is usually what we do. Is there right. anything else? I mean, just fear. If someone walked up to you with a microphone on the street, and uh, and it's not the flossing kid that you said was on the, you know, oh, and, and you're terrified of him. <laughs> if someone came up to you and said, fear the dark, what are your thoughts? What would you say? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. I figured it would be something like that. Um, and I was just thinking, going back to that nightlight idea that we had, where you and I 
uh, kind of just like came out of nowhere at like seven o'clock in the morning and woke people up. Yeah. That would also be kind of intimidating because maybe that voice would be coming from the darkness if the nightlight was turned off at that point. And that is kind of scary too. Because like we talked about. That's true. Whenever it is dark outside, and mm -hmm. I, I am diving back into a topic that we kind of tackled a second ago. Whenever it's dark outside, all of our senses still work except for the visual sense, right? Which so we can sucks. we can smell, we can touch, we can uh, feel, we can hear, yeah, all those things, right? Yeah. Except and for we, see, and we don't have the sixth sense, right? We can't right. say I see dead people, right? Right. Which you know sometimes you Wild think you movie. do. Wild movie, by the way, the sixth sense. That's true. We should talk about that one week. I'll put that down. Bruce Willis. Yes, yes, and then that kid. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he was he was the only that was the only thing that he did in his Tuco? career. No. Wasn't Tuco? I don't think so, but okay. let's not let's not dwell on that. Okay. Um that's the thing that I was just thinking about is oh, I can hear perfectly fine. Right. Oh, I can oh, I can touch and, and feel out this way and that way. Yeah. But you can't see anything. Yeah. And so whenever it's pitch black, I mean there's a difference between like a dim darkness and pitch black. Yeah. Right? Uh, but that's the one thing that people always say is, you know, it could be the the darkest thing, but even the smallest match can light up that darkness mm. and so that's what we'll leave you with here at all you need to know Get a little philosophical deep, in this a little, bitch yeah a little philosophical did dj just ruin the moment by saying bitch uh no i don't think so i, don't I think, think he so. emphasized the moment uh so that is all we have unless you have like I, I and i i hate to throw a question at you and you say just one or two words but is there anything else dj about the fear of the dark that you want to put out there for the audience no. Okay. So that is all we have for you today. This was episode 141. We hope you enjoyed it. And make sure to tune in next week because we'll have a great episode. Isn't that right, DJ? Yeah. We have no idea. I have, well, who knows? But we hope to have a great episode. So Every week. We'll be back next week. My name is Quinn Eaton. I am DJ Pig. And that's all you need to know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook, or send us an email at all you need the number two no zero zero at gmail.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, and tune in every Wednesday because here at AYN2K, we've got you covered.